Welcome to Throwback to School. To School. Welcome to Throwback to School. To School. This is the podcast where we review things that we liked in high school and whether we like them or not today and now. This is your one host, Liza, and join with me today is my two host, Andrew. I'm in the two host spot today. Uh, Andrew, the two host. <laughs> Something what? funny? It's grammatically correct. I don't know what you That's the grammatically correct. You're going to, that's the suit. <laughs> that's the hill you're going to die on is that you're being grammatically correct in that moment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Let me just die on my hill real quick. Mm-hmm. Andrew, how are you? Doing pretty good. Um, it's a beautiful day here in Seattle, Washington. I went out to the beach this morning and Ooh. went for a nice little walk in the woods, and it was it was did nice. You put your toes in the sand? No, I did not. I was wearing mm. closed-toed shoes, so I couldn't really dip my toesies in the in the sand. Bummer. This is a big bummer. <laughs> How are you, Liza? And I'm good. Great. Uh, I did not dip my toes in sand today either. Wow, we have that in common. I know. Uh, but it's still a beautiful day. As you two once said. Did they say that? Mm-hmm. Like the after song? they were like Sunday, bloody Sunday, they were like also beautiful day, beautiful day. Well, that's like one of their most famous songs is beautiful day. Oh. If only Don't I let it get away. It's a beautiful day. Mm. Deep. Mm-hmm. Anyways, join with us today. We actually have a guest. One of the biggest oh. YouTube fans in the entire world, as a matter of fact, right? Bono. Yeah, Bono himself. <laughs> the biggest YouTube fan of Bono. <laughs> uh, what if that were true? What if like Bono, like you went to like the YouTube fan page on Facebook and it's like moderated by Bono. <laughs> <laughs> Just doing that on his, on his free time. Yeah. <laughs> Join with us today is now Bono. Sadly, no, we don't care about Bono. Pew. P-U. <laughs> <laughs> but instead is Brian. Brian. Oh, the number one guest, Brian. <laughs> yes. And then there's two guests too. If we, if yeah, you're, if you're in the were, one. You're yeah. in the one, one guest, guest spot, spot. Mm-hmm. this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number one fan. Mm-hmm. If you want to call yourself the number that, one, that's fine. the number one Brian. That is. Certainly. I, I would not call him the number one Bono. No. I don't know if I could be a number one fan if I'm working as your PA. So oh, that's a good point. Coffee and everything. That's so a good point. Biased. Yeah. It's True, like, you enter, can't it's like, work and be it's a like fan. if you worked He's at the radio biased. station, you can't enter a contest at the radio station. Oh, are we having contests? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Announce Brian, you, you yeah. can't participate. And you can't participate in the contest. Because you're PA and guest mm-hmm. now. It seems a little rigged. Yeah. Are they going to be through your Instagram page? Yeah. I think it's going to be through our very active Twitter page <laughs> <laughs> that everybody knows about and follows. Uh, we're so funny on Twitter. We're so funny on Twitter. Oh, my God. We're like the funniest. Mm-hmm. Funnier than the podcast. That's true. <laughs> I did write a deal or no deal joke on Twitter yesterday, but. Oh. Yeah. Like we, the. Like the. The TV show. Hmm, I'll have I to was, check it out. I, I was in the kitchen, like deal or no deal for whatever reasons on the TV. Mm-hmm. And this, this is this is what guy, we're talking right? about today, right? Yeah. Yep. Howie um, Mandel. Yeah. Yeah. Brian loves deal or no deal mm-hmm. since he was yeah. in high school. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> deal or no deal was on the TV. And all I heard Howie Mandel say was, this is an important case. And I wrote a joke on Twitter that was about like Howie Mandel saying this is an important case. And then the contestant 
like goes silent it turns out he's a retired cop uh-huh. could there was a missing persons case he was never able to solve so he went on tv and so he it dawns on him that you know it just reminds him and he goes howie <laughs> that's what my detective said <laughs> wait you you wrote that many characters on twitter mm-hmm. you can go 280 now you can't they bumped it yeah wow mm-hmm. i can't uh see howie mandel and not think of bobby's world the cartoon mm. but he's what bald now so now he doesn't have that curl that yeah, classic howie curl. mandel curly hair but in a cartoon he was a, it, in bobby's world at the was at the beginning and end yeah. he like had a conversation with howie mandel bobby did live action yeah howie live action mandel. howie mandel talking with a to cartoon yeah. bobby yes why is it so hard for you to grasp? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly don't know why it's so hard for me to grasp. Me yeah. neither. And I think is the dad in the show was like the cartoon version of Howie Mandel, even though it's based off like his life growing up, I think. I don't know. There's a whole. So whole it's like a coming there. of age cartoon? Yes. Yes. When was this made? It was in the 90s as yeah. part of the uh, whole Fox after morning cartoon thing mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's I've never a, heard of this. Back in the 90s uh, in Seattle, there is a Fox Kids Club you can join and get a little card. And then they'd have like things at uh, the Kingdom where you'd go and there's all the characters like dressed up and they had all these activities all over. So you could get a picture with a like six foot Howie Mandel. Oh, Bobby's World oh. cartoon. You could go get your picture with Howie Mandel, but you could not touch him. <laughs> um, were you a Fox kid? I think I had one. Yeah, I did sign up as a little plastic Ooh, card. Yeah. It looked like a library card, pretty much. Ooh, so but a cooler one. In the kids club. I think I was in the Burger King kids club. Yep. What does that mean? There was a there was a group like in the also in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, Burger King had a thing called the kids club. And this they had such like... A, like pre-internet world i know like, <laughs> but the kids club was like the mascots were these like teens and but it was like for a 90s thing it was like a very woke group of kids like mm-hmm. one of them was in a wheelchair Ooh. at least one of them was black and i think one of them was hispanic and mm-hmm. it was like and one of them was a woman can you believe it what? um so it was like early early corporate woke mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. burger king yeah yeah <laughs> the wokest corporation <laughs> they are serving impossible burgers what does that mean the vegan vegan burger oh they are yeah they're gonna start serving impossible burgers so is that's, it, that's is pretty it cool soy or bean um Mushroom. i think the impossible burger is soy maybe mm. um have you had one yet yeah they serve them at like i mean now uh okay <laughs> sorry everybody <laughs> um the impossible burger now like a lot of restaurants are complaining that they're hard to get because burger king like bought them all up <laughs> So they could start serving them as the Whopper, the Impossible Whopper. Um, so now smaller restaurants are complaining about not like the supply is not there for them mm. anymore. But you could get them at like smaller local chains had Impossibles. They're always like five dollars more expensive because I think they're harder to get. Yeah, but it, good. They're very good. Mm. Cool. Go You're vegan. Some every day. Howie Mandel and burgers. In yeah, Howie Mandel city. vegan burgers. What more could you ask for than on throw back to school? Kids club at the dome what is it kingdom <laughs> kingdom now um, uh now century link field or what's it called is it century link no it's t-mobile no t-mobile's oh, the Safe baseball yeah. what's the yeah century link field soccer and football okay yeah oh it used to be quest now it's century link oh my burb 
Seattle sports stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, Brian joined us today. How are you, Brian? I'm doing good. Yeah. It's a nice day and everything. Did you dip your toes in the sand? I did not. Oh. I, got a, I got a nice haircut. That's a trifecta. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. Looks great. <laughs> nice haircut. Very good visual cue for Brian. an auditory format. Mm-hmm. Um, you came to us from Seattle. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was going to jump it to straight into the thing, but I like to do the questions first. Okay. Tell I us wasn't, about I when wasn't you were... questioning why you weren't talking about the movie. It was the question you asked that was confusing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? You're not going to talk about what we watched immediately? <laughs> what years were you in high school? Yes, I was in high school in uh, 99 was in the fall to start and then all the way to 2003. Mm, so you're just a year behind Andrew. True dog. Yep. The true dog. Yeah. You went to How school. How was that having me having blazed the trail before you? Like you were a year behind. I'm sure the legend of me <laughs> had cotton wind down in Olympia. Yep, Lacey. Lacey, the, yeah. I'll kind of correct you if you say yeah. Olympia there. So the the <laughs> I'm sure the legend of me had passed down by then. Like how did it feel like having to live up to what the, the standard I had set in high school? It was, it was <laughs> tough. A year but, earlier. Uh, I aimed for, you know, some some high stuff. And I finally made it on to a podcast like hey. a year after you did, so I'm just a year behind. <laughs> well, technically I started a podcast in twenty eleven. Oh, that's true. It's a lot I'm, of testosterone just, in here. I guess I just <laughs> failed. I need to catch up. So if since you didn't have an Andrew mm-hmm. to, to show you the ways in high school, mm-hmm. um what did you like to do? We have that in common because I didn't have an Andrew to show me either. <laughs> you had to make your own path. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I did a lot of activities in high school. Like what? Uh, tennis. I was on tennis for a few years. Uh, I also did a lot of, uh, uh, some cool, like other groups like, uh, youth legislature with the YMCA where we'd go to the Capitol, uh, every spring and act like we're, le- uh, like representatives and senators and try to pass bills and, Hey, yeah, sounds like fun. some people in our real government <laughs> <laughs> trying pretending to be a senator. Uh, and then I did. Uh, I was also uh, one of the classes I took the last few years was a uh, newspaper, so I was uh, on that team too. Well, those are very studious things. Mm-hmm. Did you do anything that was fun? <laughs> 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 well, tennis is fun. Yeah, uh, but yeah, other than no that. shade to anybody who did it. <laughs> Like legislative stuff but in like, high school. Isn't or? it legislative because they're right next to Olympia, which is the capital of Washington? If you yeah. don't know that, people out there. So what you're like, saying is, is that, you was have that an to? activity? Well, I just mean like that wasn't an activity at Beaver right. School in Ballard, was it? Well, there was like early business stuff, and like people did. I mean, I don't think they went down. Maybe they didn't go down to Olympia, but there was certainly student government. They they did have uh, the youth legislature was statewide, so there was different districts that we would can kind of go against uh so my district was the lacy olympia area uh and then they were so did you wear jackets from, with your last name on in the back uh we had we would dress up on it like dressing like nice clothes but not like a that. leatherman jacket oh, but they didn't no. embroider your name in the yeah. back is what Liza's <laughs> is asking <laughs> in like big sparkly letters no unfortunately like mathletes the b-boy but we the, did have people from even east all the way over in eastern washington come over for whoa us. all the way from yeah. spokane yep Cray Benet. Cray Benet. John Benet. <laughs> Benet Ramsey. Um, 
Cool. Yeah. So uh, another thing we would do for my family is every like Friday night we would rent movies and uh, watch those and always go to uh, Hollywood Video or Blockbuster, usually Hollywood Video, and get some movies. And that's what... Why Hollywood Video over Blockbuster? It's closer, I think. And, oh. you know, it was back when if you get fines at one and they, they're like overcharging you because you turned in a movie late, then you just go to another one for a while until... You get upset with that when they switch back. It was a whole. It was a whole. Thing Instead with, of just following the rules. With my, with my, yeah, with my family, if we kind of, if one of them angered the uh, parents, we would, you know, blacklist them for a while. Wow, <laughs> wow. Did you get surcharge if you weren't uh, rewinding the tapes? No, mm-hmm. as I worked at a blockbuster, so I can tell you. No, no. it was only just if it was late. Only if it was late. Yeah. Yeah. What was the? It was like the week. How many days do you get him? It depended on the movie. So like um, there were like week long rentals and then a lot of times with new releases, they were two days. Yeah. So you would get like theoretically you'd rent it on a Friday night and have to return it on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the thing with my parents and getting fines, I ended up getting a few too when I was in college. Uh, but luckily they went out of business when that happened. So I didn't pay those. Instead but. of fines from the, well, we from the video store, you ended up at student debt (laughs) (laughs) what a deal yeah i did get one a fine one time for renting a little black book which i never rented but they were like you have it on your account little black book is the movie with ron livingston and Brittany murphy right yeah is it the prequel to to the notebook what is it it's i think it's a movie where she has like a book of like guys that she either is dating or had dated and then ron livingston finds it who's ron livingston he's the main guy from office space and um did you watch any of uh a million little things this year (laughs) the tv show uh he's the guy who jumps off a building in the first episode okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) spoiler alert for the first five minutes of (laughs) a million little things so um you had you wait. You rented they, the little I black didn't, book. Oh yeah, let's get into this. Why did you have a little black book? <laughs> I, I didn't rent it, and that was one of my arguments with them. I was like, "They're like, you didn't turn it in for like two weeks, so you was like thirty five dollars." Damn. And I was like, "I didn't rent that movie." I was like, and it was just me at the time in the store, and I was like, "I would not rent that movie." Why? Like, and was trying to argue with them that, and it just was kind of look. They're like, "Well, it's on here that you rented it." So you're obviously lying, and it's just. A Were you still sharing an account with your family? Uh, no, but I think some of my friends might have used it. I don't know how someone mm. else would have gotten it. But sure. So if any of Brian's friends are listening right now, and they <laughs> still have that copy of Little Black Book, Ryan, Brian wants it back, <laughs> <laughs> so he can return it to a out of a, like a, a, ru- a, a pile of rubble that was Hollywood Video. <laughs> <laughs> just shove it into the pit of fire. Yeah, <laughs> it's still burning. <laughs> Yeah, 20 years later. Yeah, wow, Going that's strong. tough. That's tough. <laughs> Poor Hollywood video. What are you holding there, Brian? Yeah, uh, the actual cassette of from Hollywood video that we bought when they would, after a while, they'd sell their used ones. So we bought one here, and this is the movie we watched. Uh, kind of back to the Friday night we'd do, uh, we'd kind of rotate who would pick. And so if someone picked a bad movie, they would kind of, that you know my father, that would be kind of held against them uh, for a while. He's probably going to listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah he would kind of hold it against us uh-huh. um, i got uh um uh, one time i had 
picked out Evil Dead and he just thought it was the worst movie and just gave me a hard time. Should have made him watch Evil Dead too. Yeah. (laughs) I thought people liked those movies. They do. They're great. Oh, okay. But Evil Dead is like the low budget. Evil Dead 2 is basically a remake of Evil Dead except a little with a little bit more money and a little funnier. Mm, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. So yeah, the movie I did bring today was actually one that got pretty popular in my family. It is called The Wonderful Ice Cream Suit. Did you pick it then i think my mom picked this one she Uh, did (laughs) (laughs) tell us about the wonderful ice cream suit yeah so the wonderful ice cream suit when i explained to people i pretty much compare it to was it the sisterhood of the traveling pants sisterhood of the traveling ice cream suit (laughs) (laughs) uh pretty much it's uh four guys uh are trying to figure out they're kind of uh down on their luck it says on the back is the best way to describe it i guess and uh they're trying to memorize the back i did not but i read it uh, Um. right before but they're uh kind of put their resources together their money together all to buy a suit and uh they need a fifth person so they uh help this other guy that's kind of hanging around them that is played by edward james almost his name is vominos uh he's kind of portrayed as being homeless they end up uh deciding to uh, let him in and then so they all go over to the store and buy a suit and then the adventures ensue after that in suits in nice suits. <laughs> nice the cast is uh clifton gonzalez gonzalez s s a morales is that si morales gregory sierra edward james almost and the very hispanic joe montaigne from sicily yeah, this... Okay, so I'm just going to go through this box that is wonderful. Uh-huh. <laughs> Memories. That's if you don't v- know what yeah, that sound is, you've had a, ch- a sad childhood. Or they just were born after VHSs were <laughs> yeah, a thing. That's and the, we're not disagreeing here, are we? <laughs> it's a sad childhood. <laughs> um, It has one person with a suit on. In the middle, and then the four guys surrounding him, including the yellow shirt guy who's like humping his leg. It looks like quite sensual. Um, the words are five guys, one suit, pure magic. <laughs> <laughs> and the back also says the year's most magical comedy. It was made by Dis- Walt Disney. Disney. It's a Disney family movie, I guess. Can I say real quick? That when the credits were, I didn't know this was a Disney movie before mm-hmm. we started watching it. Um, when the credits rolled up and it said a Walt Disney movie, and I realized that it was about like a group of Hispanic guys, I was like, "Oh my god, we are in for a fucking ride! This is going to be riddled with like racist caricatures," which mm-hmm. it, you know, a little bit. Some of it is. Um, yeah. but like I thought, it, I really was not expecting many Hispanic actors in it. Mm-hmm. I was more expecting the like the old Disney of like, just put a guy in blackface, yeah, you know, yeah. like who cares? And it, as, as it turns out, it was made much later than I thought it was too. It was made 98. I was expecting like 81 or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it did not cr- really cross the line of like, except for, you know, a Sicilian guy playing a Hispanic guy. Yeah. Um, that's really the only problem. They didn't, they didn't, yeah. One. Casting. Yeah. I didn't really, uh, but it's like, full of hispanic actors mm-hmm. and i was pleasantly surprised to see that because i was like oh boy here we go yeah <laughs> um so you picked it when mm-hmm. you were in high school and then his mom picked it mom. Or your, your mom picked it 
and were you all excited or you were you just kind of like we'll see what this is yeah we kind of had no idea what it was about uh and we watched it and so a little background on my family for the audience i am half mexican and half white and they uh my parents grew up in southern california mm-hmm. and this was filmed in like east los angeles so uh uh so it kind of was relatable in that way so as someone that you know i grew up here i don't speak spanish so seeing a lot of uh hispanic guys in a movie is that grew up in like an area that i was born in was kind of what kind of connected with me there so the uh uh when we watched it, you know, I, like I warned you guys, it took a, takes a little for it to build up. But the last part, I remember when my family first watched it, we're kind of laughing throughout that whole second half. The, the, I mean, the, you, yeah, you did preface that it takes a little while to, to get going. I actually didn't think it was that. I mean, it, you have to kind of sit through them, like working through the logistics of like buying a suit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like they all got measured and, you know, or anything like yeah. that. They didn't go to a men's warehouse and, you know, but like they were all like trying to come up with the funds and figuring out if they're all the same weight. It's all and mm-hmm. like the premise is ridiculously, like, mm-hmm. but like silly in a nice way. It's not, you know, absurdly stupid, but it, it, it you, once the plot sort of kicks in and they're like going through their night of, of each one wearing the suit, this is like a very fun movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was very pleasantly surprised at like how fun I was, how much fun I was having watching it. Yeah. It's, um, the entire movie is in one day. Yeah. It's yeah. the entire, it's a one, it's a it's one, one crazy d- night. Yeah, movie. exactly. And, um, most like it's only an hour and 20 minutes. Less than, I think it's like one seventeen. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and a, like 45 minutes of it is them getting together because they don't know each other from the get-go. Mm-hmm. The um, Italian actor um, character looks through streets to find guys that are his size because yeah. he's, he's the instigator. He's the one that like found the suit and wants to get the suit and he's mm-hmm. trying to find other friends that will help him fund the suit, right? Mm-hmm. So he finds these randos on the street that are more or less his size and convinces them to spend the few dollars they have all of them are broke somehow he find like the pattern is also that they're all broke and can barely pay rent but they all decide to put pitch in this 20 bucks each uh plus they're the homeless guy that nobody likes but is always sticking around kind yeah. of thing. um the first part I could see I see what you mean when you say that it's like it takes a while to build up like you don't know like why why are we spending so much time on the logistics of getting the suit or mm-hmm. like who's going to get to wear it cuz at the end like they it is just in one day so they're they're spending a whole bunch of time on like the logistics to just you see them in the suit each not that much time I I think I yeah I, but it doesn't feel like it's not come like, on, let's get going. It's just like the pacing in the movie is interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't like it, it. I don't know. I think it's paced pretty well. It's not mm-hmm. like um, I'm trying to think of an example of this. Like in um, Steel, there's a uh, Shaquille O'Neal movie mm-hmm. where he plays the Steel Superman. Yeah, he doesn't get in the Steel suit for like an hour in the movie, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the movie itself is like an hour forty five, and you're just like. Why is this? Ha- why is it taking so long for him to get in the suit? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this movie suffers from that. Um, I, I think it's like you're 
sort of established. I think they maybe spend a little too much time on like the rules of like, yeah, you know, here's what we're going to do. You're going to have this from nine to 10 and 10 to 11. You know, like <laughs> they do a little too much of that maybe, but I mm-hmm. think like they get, once they get to the suit part of it, you know, like the establishing, you know, first 40 minutes, I, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think it, I don't know. I thought, didn't no, yeah, it, it. it's really fine. And then it doesn't do the montage thing of like, you see them where it quickly and something right. happens. It's like, it spends a good like, <laughs> They each 10 get or like 15 a, minutes of like and very different like i thought it was all gonna be them trying to get laid yeah mm-hmm. and none of barely any of them do like maybe one of them gets to his neighbor that he right. like already knew or whatever mm-hmm. apparently not very well she didn't he didn't know that she couldn't see very well yeah I don't, that was kind of <laughs> weird um what um so when you say like your yeah. your family cracked up with what what part what like what is the time uh so kind of the running theme through the movie is when uh vominos or played by edward james almost again the and he's the homeless character when he gets to wear the suit so the whole time they're kind of delaying that and be like no it's not your turn it's someone else's mm-hmm. and then it's finally his turn and uh they start by pretty much catching him and forcing him to take a bath to get off all the dirt cut his hair uh somehow his teeth get whitened and everything and so he gets a she's all that yeah exactly so up at, right at that time is when it starts kind of with our family started really catching on uh they give him the rules you know he can't smoke he can't drink red wine and then he can't uh eat juicy tacos in the <sighs> suit and then uh, I think that was to me one of the funniest jokes is when he's like no tacos and they correct him they're like no no juicy tacos because <laughs> they're like we're reasonable yeah <laughs> and I think from there it was just kind of uh, the juicy taco thing popped up and then they tell him not to go to a club and dance with a certain person and he does all, all the of them rooms. within like five minutes yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and so that from that scene on was just kind of uh, cemented that in our our family history of being one of our favorites so. would you quote it between each other. Uh, yeah, so uh, my mom actually drives a car with the license plate that says Vominos on the back. Because your mom cute <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's like 20 years later in her car. She has bought multiple cars between the movie and this. Well, when you get that vanity plate, you work around the plate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious, as a um, half Mexican person seeing like a, a fairly not racist portrayal of Mexicans on screen in a time where I think a lot of movies sort of land on like the joke being very easily like he's a Hispanic guy. So he's going to play in a mariachi band or, you know, like they're going to be dangerous. They're going to, yeah. I mean, they do, they do like they tread a little bit in those waters where like, you know, they all walk in that suit store and the guys in the suit store think they're getting, get robbed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are obviously like, there are mariachi bands in the, in the movie, but like they all don't have like stereotypical, you know, like what you'd see in a, in a nineties movie, Mexican jobs. Um, I'm curious, like what did that, did that like strike a chord with you at all? Like seeing uh, a, like sort of Mexican uh, protagonists being like, yes, their identity is that they're Mexican, but it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, they're Mexican, yeah, you know, like their main they're attribute. just their main attribute. Like, yeah, they're just they are characters on screen who happen to all be Mexican, mm-hmm. uh, you know, other than the Sicilian guy playing a Mexican. <laughs> but like they're all supposed to be they're all Mexican characters, right. but they're not, you know, it's not like 
it's a shock to you that they're Mexican or they're shoving in your face that they're Mexican. They just mm-hmm. happen to all be Mexican characters. I'm curious, like as somebody who grew up half Asian and seeing like whenever an Asian character is on screen, like a gong goes off or, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just like you are reminded this is an Asian character and it's like a stereotype of it. And when I, whenever I saw like an Asian character that was like a human being, I was like, cool. That's, you know, like, <laughs> right. that's nice. I'm like, what, how did that feel for you as a, as a kid? Yeah. Similar experience, uh, especially around like Cinco de Mayo. It's always a mariachi hat with the yeah. mustache and the uh, poncho on and all that stuff. And every Cinco de Mayo on the news, they always explain, Oh, Cinco de Mayo is not Mexican independence day. It's actually this. And that's every year. But, uh, I think I was playing one of those uh, app games where it was like the quiz. What was that called? The oh. HQ. Yeah. And one of the questions was, what is Cinco de Mayo? And it was like 75% people put Mexican Independence Day. And I was, uh-huh. was kind of done at that point. But yeah, the I feel the movie uh, had a lot of stuff that is in the Mexican culture, that, but did it in a good way that wasn't offensive. But it's stuff you do see, uh, such as... Uh, the the music in the uh at the bar that they were at was yeah. very kind of traditional the um kind of ranchera music and the mariachis were uh, i think are the actual band that plays in that area frequently mm-hmm. so they did everything pretty accurately and i think that was because of edward james almost being pretty active in the creation of the movie sure. that they, they stuck with that uh so yeah nothing was uh in, i didn't find too too offensive but did have that kind of um Stayed on the the things that you you would see, um, kind of even that our stereotype, like the low rider at the end, right? Kind of a thing, but it wasn't done in a bad way. So yeah, yeah I think I I enjoyed the references they had in there. Yeah. Yes, I um <laughs> I was just thinking like of how they did it right and how they did it wrong mm-hmm. and how they've done it wrong like just hollywood in general has done it wrong over the over time and they still do it wrong sometimes but how do you do it right like how do you represent brown people and people that are not getting represented in regular hollywood and how to not be offended well it's offensive it's tough because like how they're represented on screen is a reflection of how they are treated and you know how brown people or people with brown skin Mm -hmm. are treated in real life i mean it as as sad as it is to say, you know, if you were in a a suit store owned by two white guys and five Hispanic guys walk in, they are going to think that they are, you know, like, what are they doing here? That they're not here for suits. And somehow. so, like, it as much as like this is a comedy movie and um, that scene in a musical, of, right? And but that scene is sort of played for laughs in the way that it's like they're being. You know, like they're like, oh, 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 you know, they're acting in a very cartoonish way. The mm-hmm. two white guys are like, oh, please don't. But like the reaction of two white guys owning a suit store would would have like a similar like, oh, my gosh, are we going to get robbed here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sort of thing. And so the the movie, you know, like when you see something like that on screen, it is a reflection of how in mm-hmm. our in society, people of darker skin are treated. Mm hmm. But, you know, it's it's hard to like, you know, you don't want to have like a movie where I don't know. It's weird because like if you have a movie where the I don't know how to phrase this other than they're treated like other white people. Mm-hmm. That's not an accurate representation of what right. it's like for, no, exactly. for someone with brown skin. Mm-hmm. 
in that situation. And so if you just pretend like everything is roses and these two white guys would just be so thrilled to have five Hispanic guys walk in to their store, you know, that is idealistic and it would be nice if that's how things were. But then also like, that's not the experience. Right. And that, that's, and it's almost like covering up what it's like for, you know, a a brown skinned person to walk into a store like that. And you're not seeing your experience on screen. Not that like people would go see the wonderful ice cream suit thinking like, I want to see my exact life experience on screen because you're going to see a comedy and a musical, like Mm -hmm. you said. (laughs) Um, But it's not like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's it's yeah. it's yeah. strange because you either go the way they did, or um, I I'm going to re- reference it to a upcoming movie, but that new movie with Chadwick Boseman where they like like a cop killer is loose in Manhattan and they kind of like close down the island, mm. and it's like Chadwick Boseman is a black officer hunting mm. down this black kid who killed a cop, mm. and. <clears throat> That movie, I think, is going to be great, and it looks very powerful, but I think that's a little more towards what life is like. Yeah, yeah. Than, like, the idealistic, like, you know, no, everything's great. And so when you're portraying race on screen, it's really hard, and I I don't know the right answer because, like... Well, I I was just thinking, like, this movie, to me, it seems like the right things that they did is that, for example, once they have the suit on, the suit is supposed to be magic and improve their life which yeah. really is just giving them an ego Con- boost to do the thing yeah and right, to do yeah. the thing that they've could have done without the suit like the suit was inside of them all along kind of thing but yeah. they um they didn't the things they ended up seeking or getting had nothing to do with the dominant white culture which i think i it, the wrong way that they could have done it and have done it in the past is that a brown person would automatically want this like to like ride around in a limo yeah or just like like a fancy white white women or no they they it doesn't mean that they are not seeking the things that are around them so like the um the first the guy that gets to wear the suit first is um dominguez Dominguez, Mm -hmm. um the guy with the yellow tank top um he just wears his wife beater the entire time (laughs) it's hot in la (laughs) i mean why not (laughs) and um he knows how to play the guitar already like before he wears the the suit suit didn't give him the power to play the guitar but he wears the suit and Mm. just and he's like the most handsome one of the group like he's that's his part of his personality or like his character (laughs) (laughs) and all he gets to do is just like dance and sing with a bunch of women on the street, but it's like the neighborhood women. It's right. the people that they already know. And like, he didn't go to a white neighborhood. Yeah, and a bunch of blonde. Exactly, yeah. or just like it. It's not. It has nothing to do with. Um, like I don't know. Still putting the the white mm-hmm. culture as like more the important. Idealistic. Yeah, like, this is what you should aspire to. This is what to. they should want and. Yeah. Like I was thinking about it, even my comment while watching it, I realized like is such a Western white way to see things where I was like, how come none of them are trying to like get a job with that (laughs) suit? Like if they're trying to get something better in their life, since all of them are broke, Mm -hmm. why don't they like try to get some? And I thought that was, but no, they are just trying to do something that is like closer to their personality and like their, their, like their life that they're living in LA and, and they're not seeking anything outside, which I think this is the part that sort of surprised me, but also is refreshing in terms of like, oh yeah, that's that's a good story because yeah. it's it's not they're not trying to like, you know, 
change their entire life. They're just trying to improve how yeah. they feel. Right. Brian, I'm curious, um, with the movie, like whenever I see a movie that I saw as a kid, I usually always pick up on something mm-hmm. as an adult that I didn't see when I was a kid. Is there anything in this movie that you kind of picked up on when you saw it later or maybe even today that you noticed for the first time? Um, hmm. I, I, I want to say uh, that I would, but I don't think I have because I've seen it. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, yeah uh, I think you, you said when we were about to watch it that you said, you said it like it was such a long time ago, but you said, I haven't seen this movie in like three or four years. And it was like, I was like, man, I haven't seen some relatives in three or four years. So like, <laughs> well, I thought about it after and it's actually like three years. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, is it like a movie that your family rewatches as like a fun? So we have it on VHS out? ever since we, you know, upgraded to DVD and mm-hmm. all that back in early two thousands, probably. Uh, we didn't haven't, we had a dual player at the time, I think, but, uh, we haven't watched it that much. I know my parents bought it on, uh, on amazon prime and then i i took the vhs copy so whenever i know someone has a vhs i'm like oh you should uh i'm coming to your house (laughs) so yeah but um i didn't notice that though kind of watching you two watch it that you had some of the same comments we did when we first watched it like when they line up and they put the pool cube over their heads to show that they're same, yeah. the same height one of them's like Dominguez is like a full yeah. inch or short, more <laughs> shorter than everyone else a lot shorter. <laughs> and then also when they're weighing themselves uh, uh, he also has like those heavy cowboy boots on and yeah. everyone else has like sandals Sneakers. and shoes and all that yeah. <laughs> i know the there is the i think the best part about it being a 1998 movie is the whole like how they portrayed a suit on screen and the technology that they had at oh, the yeah. time yeah. that was like hilarious uh because the suit glows it's not just white it yeah. glows when it's being or even when it's hanging right it's just constantly glows yeah, yeah. and so when they're doing you know, the, the suit is in front of the camera by a few feet. There's probably just giant spotlights behind the camera to light up the, the suit really, really brightly. But when they're doing it, <laughs> when they're, when uh, one of the characters is wearing the suit from afar down the street and it's like a long shot from away, they had the suit CGI'd. Like, mm-hmm. it looked like quantum leap. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like phosphorescent, like crazy colors. Oh. Yeah. And it's like moving on top of the, like the suit is wearing the actor. Yeah. <laughs> more than the other way around. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I think it's funny that like this movie, obviously, I don't think is very well known. Like I had never heard it until. No, it's, and it's based on a Ray Bradbury story. Uh-huh. And although it's Disney, like I don't, I think, I don't think most people know about it. And it's definitely, they've obviously, like we rented it today on what, YouTube or something? Or iTunes. iTunes. And it's not been remastered. And it's very obvious, like nobody is trying to do that. <laughs> but I'm glad because then we wouldn't have been able to see the like 1998, like technology yeah. failure of like, whoops, well, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Also, uh, uh, to point out the slow motion scene is something you. Guys oh yeah, oh, that was very funny. That was there's such a, a weird scene. There's a fight scene in a bar where uh, they're trying to make sure Edward James, almost who's wearing the suit, does not get hit. And so Joe Montana especially keeps throwing himself in front of punches and saying like, "Hit me instead." But like they're, no. but they're like, it's done. They're all moving in slow motion, but they never like. It's not like they the shot technology the, yeah. to shoot in slow motion. So. He just sort of like slowly walks up and says, no, hit me. And the scene is 
really long. <laughs> like, not because of the slow motion. Like, they made that scene really long. I laughed. I thought that scene was really funny. <laughs> it was so surreal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it took me a second. Because at first, I was my brain is so wired to, like, for it to be shot and then slow motioned. Right. That it took me a second to be like, wait. Are they doing the slow motion themselves? And yeah. Brian was like, "Yep." And then it's funny because they do do a scene in slow motion later <laughs> when he's ju- when uh Toro is trying to hit him with his car. He jumps on top of oh, the car, yeah. and that's done in slow motion. So like, <laughs> they <laughs> had the technology. Stunt, it's just yeah. like it was a choice. I and really, I did think it was very funny that like they would just have people going, "No, hit me!" <laughs> I I did think it was very funny, yeah. but um. What did you think of the movie? How would you rate it watching it today? Uh, I would out of five white suits. What would you give the wonderful ice cream suit? I would. I would uh, probably still give it for my enjoyment about a four and a half. Whoa, pretty high there. Um, I it's because of you know the memories of watching it with my family. Also, mm-hmm. the kind of entertaining and the jokes that I know have gone kind of continuously gone within my family and my siblings and all that. So. Sure. Liza, how about you? I have two two things before I rate it. First, when you want to describe the color white, do you use ice cream as a, like, you know, white, like ice cream white? Isn't that a funny, like... I think that's more not the, the color of the ice cream, but I think it's sort of a cultural thing that, like, ice cream men wear white. And it's maybe not a thing that's true today, like but I think like people who sell ice cream, yeah, like yeah. people who work out of ice cream trucks or people who work oh, in ice cream parlors, like they wear white like dairy workers <laughs> with the little hat on top. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's Is more. That what you think? I think that's what they're trying to convey. Oh. Not that like I want a, a suit that reminds you of vanilla ice cream. I think it's more like <laughs> which is yellow, a purveyor of ice cream. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, and then my second thing, I. The one thing I will say that Hollywood still does that kind of, it bothers me. I don't know if it bothers Latino people that watch those movies when they have Latino actors who are born and raised in the United States and do not have an accent. And then they put them on the, behind the camera and then they have an accent. Like, mm-hmm. I like that. I don't know. I don't really fully get that. And it, like they did it in that movie. And like Sofia Vergara has to do it for, um, Modern family. modern family to this day and or she like emphasizes her accent yeah. and i i don't understand that because it like it doesn't diminish that they like if they don't have the accent it doesn't diminish their latino-ness right right i don't know how you feel well, about I, that. yeah it kind of depends on like the role that they're in and and in it uh i feel like when it is a role that they're playing the Latino, they really emphasize them doing the accent where mm-hmm. it sounds fake. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they're not a Latino character, then they're like, don't do it at all. Uh, one thing uh, with, what was it? Star Wars, the, was it Rogue One where they allowed the actor to kind of use his native accent? Uh, For uh, like Poe or, or who? No, the, what is his name? The shoot. I've seen Rogue One like once, so I don't remember <laughs> the characters' names, but the guy who's with Jin Erso mm-hmm. throughout it. Sorry. Uh, he's the same guy that's in, He's, uh, I think, a Spanish actor. Mm. Garcia Bernal, something like oh, that. Oh, that kid. Yeah. yeah. Emmanuel something something. Yeah. 
Okay. <laughs> the three name one. But I saw But he, he has an accent in real life. Yeah. And yeah. That, they let him use that and didn't have him speak in a more, you know, Diego Luna. English. Mm. Diego Luna. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. The actors. But yeah, Diego Luna was allowed to use his native accent instead of him talking in the more standard American English. Mm. So that was yeah. the thing that was pointed out. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that was just my pet peeve that I had to voice yeah. out. Um, and also... You said two. This is now sorry. three. But can we clarify what the moral... It's Disney and he came from a book. What is the moral of the story? Well, the moral, it depends on the character because the moral of each character seems to be like, you know, for, uh, uh, oh shoot, Mar- is it Martinez? The, is that the, the, the main kind of main, the kid you see at the, at the, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was that he just needed the confidence to talk to, the, you know, the, the, the woman across the way. Mm-hmm. Um, for Gomez, it was that he, he wanted friendship more than he wanted success or, uh-huh. um, so I think for each character is sort of a, a rotating door of what the moral is. I, yeah. I think it was not so much what it, what's the one lesson each character that they all learn together. Right. They each kind of learn their own separate lesson and then kind of came together as friends at the end. Yeah. I think I was too, I, I really expected it to be like the, something happens to the Sioux and then they can't use it, but turns out they still get it. They keep that confidence and they keep that friendship. Yeah. But the, it, the movie ends and they're hanging the suit and then they're like, okay, we're all going to sleep on the roof and go on to the next day and go on our schedule of who's going to wear the suit. They're just going to keep living their lives. I think it was that suit. I think the suit sort of represents what is the thing that brought them together. And mm. now they are this, this group of friends who are going to, you know, take on the Share world together. together. And the suit is what brought them together, mm-hmm. but it's not what's keeping them together. Yeah. And at the end, uh, Martinez, the mm-hmm. younger one, is um, kind of doing a whole monologue of, you know, it's not going to be, uh, we're all going to be successful after this because we're all going to get have our own suits and have our different adventures. Right. And it's not going to be the same after that. And then uh, Gomez responds like, yeah, it won't be the same after that. Kind of like telling him to like enjoy what we have kind of mm. thing. So at least that's Cute. what I took from it. Yeah. So what's your rating, Rosa? My rating out of five ice cream vanilla suits uh, is... I feel on the spot. <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings. Um, I'm going to give it a three. Here's why. Um, the movie is misogynistic. <laughs> like, That's fair. Like, That's like, fair. All, the, all the lady characters don't speak I don't, there's the one friend at the end that is friends with um Bonos. yeah it's just like the women are used in a very weird way and it, it's yeah. it's kind of annoying um i think in that what's weird about watching the movie and that and one thing kind of reflecting back is speak right in the microphone right yeah no, it's uh, okay. so that there's a really no need for them to be always making it about the women or like I mm-hmm. have a suit. So now I can get, they don't even say like a girlfriend or they're like, so I can get a woman. Uh, yeah. I think that part just, there's no connection for the rest of the movie other than the confidence of, of the, each character. So yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. They're, it's a, they're just like they're objects. They're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, I, 
I wish it wouldn't bother me even for this kind of silly movie that's really fun and it, it, it's just trying to do this other story. It's not, but it, I just I can't, I cannot not see it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of taking down a point already. Sure. And then, um, but I will say like the music is uh, really fun. The whole dancing scene, like I'm not a huge musical person. I've already established that, but that whole like, first segment of the guy with the yellow shirt um Dominguez like doing the dancing with everybody and the guitar and like singing and everybody he sings pretty well like that was really fun and I think as a child I would have loved it um and I recognize some faces from Dirty Dancing so of course I loved it (laughs) uh but the yeah there's just some some weird little quirky things that just make me cringe a little bit sure like the portrayal of the homeless guy i was just like "Ooh, you can't do that anymore yeah <laughs> you couldn't do it then but it's just like now feels very like out of touch yeah right. how about you andrew um i agree with you that i i wish it was in you know i i admit to it i watching the movie i wasn't even thinking about the portrayal of the women in the movie being sort of just objects mm-hmm. but um that's a very good point mm-hmm. and um i think <sighs> It's I, I hate to say looking past the misogyny of the movie, um, you do have to kind of take it into account. But I think it's it's a very it's very light. It's mm-hmm. a lighthearted movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the, even though it like women are sort of treated as objects, they themselves don't treat women like objects. Like they're not. You know, it's not like we're gonna get this suit and we're gonna get laid by a hundred women. I really tonight. thought it was gonna get real kind of raunchy. Right. I mean, it's still Disney, but Disney has done that where like they're like none of them go on a date. You right. just like see them look at an ass at some yeah. point. Like that's pretty PG. Right. So uh, even though like yeah, I think the portrayal in the movie of like the way that women are treated in the movie, I think the characters themselves don't necessarily treat women in the way that the movie itself is treating them. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it it does bother me a little bit, and probably it does. I wish there was, when I was watching it, the one thing I was thinking, like, God, there's no, like, female character in this movie. They're all, yeah, like... it's a lot of dudes. It's, a, you know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of women on screen, but mm-hmm. none of them seem to have any, other than, um, other than Edward James Almost's his friend, there's mm-hmm. no, like, true, like, character of a woman. They're mm-hmm. all sort of, like, this thing, this, like, either attainable goal mm-hmm. or... An, a part like, of a joke, yeah. like, the, the, the woman, the... Ruby. Bar Ruby, the yeah. bar owner, Miss Patty. Yes, Miss Patty from Gilmore Girls. Um, that said, I think it's it's fun. Um, I wish the women were treated better. Uh, it's also I have said this many times before. Brevity is my friend, and it is an hour seventeen, so that yes. is a big plus for me. It um, was, yeah, that was really nice. That it's just it's kind of like that makes me nostalgic. Yeah, of short movies like that that you can tell a story that short and still enjoy it. Yeah. So I'll say three and a half out of five. Okay. Three and a half, uh, three and a half piece suit out of five piece suit. <laughs> <laughs> What's the fifth piece missing? So let's see. The bolo. It's you or got the the, the, the jacket, tie? the tie, the suspenders, the shirt, and the pants. And the belt. And the belt. That's six pieces. Okay. Oops. So no no, belt. no belts because you have suspenders. Okay. Um, one of the suspenders is missing. And the, so tie gets, and the tie gets cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> so you get, you're still fully clothed. It's yes. just like awkward. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I think it's a good analogy for the movie. Yeah. yeah. What's the half missing in your suit, Brian? Uh, well, it'd be a full piece because he well, gave it a four. They never. Uh, he wore... gave it a four, a four and a half. 
Four and a half? Yeah. Oh. They didn't wear uh, sh- different shoes. So if you watch the movie, they're all wearing the shoes they have on. They didn't buy white shoes. That's mm. true. So I guess that would be the half. Thing. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, my one piece and a half. Oh, my Oops. God. It's magic. I started that too early. No, that's fine. It's much better. Who doesn't like some ABBA interruption? ABBA me, bruh. ABBA me, bruh. <laughs> Brian, do you recognize this music? Uh, yes, from the uh, previous episodes of Throwback to School. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's from the movie Mama Mia. <laughs> <laughs> um, the surprise prize tonight is a segment I'm just stealing from another show. <gasps> um, I am going to start us off since I am the one who came up with it. Okay. But I would like an unpopular opinion that you have, an unpopular take that you have on something. So for instance, on anything on anything, it could be like, you know, some, like it could be as simple as like, Hey, I like pineapple on pizza. Cause that seems to be a hot button <laughs> thing for people lately. Um, my hot take, and you know this about me and you've been upset with me about this is I do not like the Beatles. <laughs> and I think covers of Beatles songs are better than the Beatles. And now iTunes is going to fire us from... <laughs> they're not going to let us drop these episodes anymore. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> this is a hill I'll die on. And iTunes, if I have to take you on... If I have to take on Tim Cook himself. Okay. So can you explain... Do you have at least one or two bullet points of your argument why you don't like Beatles music from the Beatles? Hmm. What's, what's I don't like their sound. I don't know. Like for some reason, the all the, like, of the, their sound. Well, like there's okay. So they have some songs that I I like, but generally like I what? think, um, I think that uh, God, why can't I? You put me on the spot now. I can't uh-huh. think of the name. Um, what is uh, yesterday? Yeah, uh, yesterday I think is a great song, and I'm there's a specific song I'm thinking of that I can't. While my guitar gently weeps. Oh, oh bloody, uh, oh blada! I love oh, that. Bloody, oh bloody, oh They do that. That's I think, your favorite one. That's not my favorite Beatles song, but that's a that's a version that is a that's a song that they do that I don't think someone else could do better than they did. Okay. But every I think every other song of theirs, other than maybe yesterday, mm-hmm. I think I've either heard a better version of, or I think someone else could do a better version of. Wow, that is a hot take. And I'm not even like the hugest Beatles fan. I remember the first time I told you that you got very upset with me. I just, I had never met a person that didn't like Beatles before. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't believe you were real. And I just appeared magically. Did you know that, by the way, Brian? My Beatles hot take? Um, I believe I've heard it mentioned before. Mm. Yeah, I think. Does it hurt your soul a little bit or no? Um, You big Beatles boy? Uh, not no, not a big one. I didn't really start listening to them until probably like college, and mm-hmm. really getting into their music other than the, you know, Hey Jude that's played on everything. So, you know, I get it, but I still think they're they're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. All the songs of I Am Sam I think are all better versions of Beatles songs. The Across the Universe mm. uh, soundtrack I think is awesome, and I'm really excited for the movie called Yesterday with. Uh, baby driver's friend in it. I mm. can't remember her name right now. Mm-hmm. Oh God, we have to answer the question now. Yeah. Oh boy, a hot take that. Uh, well, I'm just so opinionated. Every everything <laughs> is a hot take with me. What's your least? What's your least, least popular? popular? What do you usually get like a side eye for? Oh, uh, apparently, 
Um, well, I, I, there's a lot of celebrities I don't like. <laughs> okay, what? what? <laughs> oh, I refuse to watch uh, Star Is Born. Oh, like, people okay. can go on and on and on about how great the movie is, and and I don't. I like Lady Gaga. Like, she, I think she's a good singer. Like, mm-hmm. I have not. I don't. I used to listen to her. I don't listen to her currently. I don't keep up with her. But I don't hate her. I think she's fine. No. Bradley Cooper, I liked until this movie. He <laughs> seems very grimy and gross now. Because of this movie? Yeah, because he made the movie, stirs in it, and then the whole bullshit of pretending like Lady Gaga's an ugly duckling, okay, but yeah. knows how we, to sing. I think we have like we have had that argument. Like I know I you on, don't on disagree Mike, with me. I am. But, I'm with you on that. I, I. It is very funny to me that like. The People only, are the only, all up in arms about this movie, and I do not understand. It could be good. I I am fully willing to admit that like this movie could be good. I probably won't see it either. Uh, my sister saw it twice in one day, but uh, that's I, yeah. I don't know, and and apparently it's a movie that has been done multiple times before. Yep. Mm-hmm. So much so that there's a joke in The Simpsons about it. But is it like like the star the, is burned. like Romeo and Julia has been done redone and redone? like is it like classic like that? Like I don't I've never heard of it until this version. Well, am I sleeping under a rock here? It's like a, uh, it's like a uh, shoot. I can't <laughs> point break. There's a point break for every generation. There is just these two generations. This rock is becoming <laughs> bigger and bigger. <laughs> that was a joke I made when the new point break came out that like oh. every generation deserves its own point break because like the first point break only came out like 20 years ago. Yeah. And, so and it's still it pretty good. It did not good. need to be I've remade. Never seen it. Is yeah. it still good? It seems like it was fine. Good. Yeah, what you were saying about A Star is Born uh, and the hype behind it was even when we had ice cream, uh, we went and got ice cream and the kid behind the counter was talking to the people in front and he's like, oh, that's such a great movie. And they're like, yeah, have you seen it? He's like, oh, no, I just I was just trying to be cool. <laughs> Literally, he was yeah. like, oh, no, I haven't seen it. It just seems like some something someone loves or yeah. everybody likes. And yeah. He like, was like, could I get my uh, ice cream in a shallow bowl? <laughs> And the old and ladies then, were like, oh. And then everybody started singing the song in the ice cream parlor except <laughs> I do, I do love Melissa Villasenor's version of that song on SNL. Okay. Uh, weekend update. Look it up on YouTube. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. How Brian? are you, Brian? Uh, for me, would be um, kind of thinking back. I worked with... Uh, uh, teenagers in the youth program for uh, zoo. Here, it here it comes. Uh, so I would constantly, I would constantly bash uh, Imagine Dragons in front of them, and that's they would just get up in arms and uh, lose their minds when I would say Imagine Dragons are one of the worst bands ever. Oh, it's so. a band. Yeah, I thought it was a video game. Sorry. I I am guilty of every time I hear an Imagine Dragons song for the first time, I'm like this isn't that bad, and then I hear it a second time, I'm like no, this song does suck. <laughs> <laughs> but like they're you know what they are good for is like sporting events like they came out with they're loud well it's just sort of they're like catchy dumb pop songs mm. and so like there's a basketball team called the thunder and so when the song lightning feel the thunder they play that in the arena and it's like that's a pretty cool mm. uh, you know I, i'm i'm into that imagine dragons you did something okay but you don't like the beatles imagine dragons is better than the beatles no that's not that's not true <laughs> What if that was my? I think I'd be like killed. I think yeah, like the, I think there's I think like the, a red there's a red dot on your forehead I think right the, now. I think the, it's the ghost right of outside. John Lennon would come back, and even though he's a pacifist, he would beat the shit out of me. Is he a pacifist? 
John Lennon? Yeah. Isn't he like famously a pacifist? He also was abusive, so I don't know. Uh, uh oh. <laughs> Sorry. Got dark. Um so were those teenagers like throwing rocks at you for yeah. imagine well, dragons? One of or? the main times I can think of it, we went on a field trip to a national uh wildlife refuge and it was like an hour away and the first six songs they were playing on using the um you know the auxiliary cord on the radio or imagine dragons and i got to a point where i was like all right we we just listened to almost the exact same song six times and then you had them listen to like bob dylan <laughs> and they were like ew <laughs> yeah so I, I had to cut that one then they picked i forget who was next but it was another one where i, I let them only have it like three or four mm-hmm. songs and i was like no more of that because it, it is garbage yeah it's kind of hard i there's a lot of music out there that i can't yeah. do more than and, a couple songs and they were like you know imagine dragons for life i'm always gonna like him and i was like you're gonna look back one day and be like why did i like that and <laughs> you should have recorded them saying it <laughs> <laughs> and bring it to the podcast mm-hmm. Sh- and, and then we shame it, him yeah and they could have been immortalized <laughs> That's not pity at all or yeah. grown-ass adults making fun of children. teenagers yeah <laughs> i will say in in defense of teenagers i was afraid to fly a kite in front of teenagers the other day <laughs> we were at the park and <laughs> people were like our <laughs> Our friends were flying a kite, and I am not good at flying kites. Genuinely very bad at it. At uh-huh. it. And so they're like, Andrew, do you want to turn? I'm like, I am not flying that kite in front of those teenagers. They will make fun of me, and I cannot take it. Dude, I had to eat a sandwich in front of teenage boys yesterday, mm-hmm. and I honestly, like, not like I was set up and they were watching me, but I was sitting by you myself. Were in a booth at, like, for them to Sharing observe. this long table with a bunch of teenagers. And honestly, I got the, like, sweats of eating in front of teenagers back like from 10 years ago i was like am i not done with this shit like (laughs) i can have food all over my face if i want i'm a grown-ass adult i bought my own sandwich no i was like genuinely these teenagers are going to make fun of me and then they did the nicest thing where like i was like okay i'm not gonna fly this kind for these teenagers they will make fun of me and they will yell it like they will be very vocal about Mm -hmm. making fun of me it's not like they're going to silently judge me they will make fun of me to my face it was my fear and then there was a dad and a son across the park who were like you know shooting off a a rocket Mm -hmm. and they shot it off and the like you know the rocket kind of flew this was in discovery park and the rocket goes and it like falls in the trees Mm -hmm. and the teenagers who were there like flying a drone and like being cool merriment went in and found the rocket for them oh like it was like really nice like like the kid you know went running after it and like once he realized it was in the trees he was like oh i'm not gonna get that back and then the teenagers like went sort of like had way. like a semi-huddle and then like ran into and got the rocket for him oh. and i was like what the hell like i here i was thinking these kids were gonna like make fun which they probably would have made fun of me too <laughs> let's be honest um it would have been pathetic seeing this like 35 year old man trying to fly a kite i don't know how to fly a kite well, I've never done uh, it, so I don't know how bad I am. Next time you do go fly a kite, we can get you a white suit, and it'll help you. That Oh, my confidence. Wow. Because <laughs> I mean, then you'd be that guy in a white suit flying a kite. I mean, they would be right to make fun of me without the white suit, trying to fly a kite, no matter what. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, listeners, high five a teenager today. F- you know what? Give these teenagers a chance. They're yeah. probably nice kids. Imagine dragons might be a good band okay to them and they will grow out of it soon enough (laughs) make me a believer and like imagine dragons i guess that's another one of their songs well you're selling them hard i i want to listen to them now 
Anyways. Ooh, some some ski bop. No, some ski bops. Bop. Anyways, that'll do it for this one. Brian, thank you very much yeah, for joining us. Thank you for um coming to the pod. Bri Bri. Bye bye. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, IG tweets. Uh, snappy chats and other podcasts or tv you're watching you like? right now uh tv show i'm watching right now um i always go back to old ones lost in community are always a uh, classic so. Ooh, hot take uh, hot take but otherwise uh you know make sure you uh, recycle your plastics and re- use reusable straws nice mm, i like it anyways anyway uh i'm gonna sip on my metal straw over here mm. <laughs> Because I'm a good human. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and if you like us, rate us. Please. If you like us, like us. On Please. Websites. On websites. Direct to school at Instagram. Uh huh. And, and on Facebook. Facebook. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. Boo.